Welcome to the Betas Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Casey. I'm here tonight with Lorenz, a.k.a. Lowball, Danny B, and tonight on the mic, Mitch. What's up, guys? What's going on? We're bringing Mitch in for the Zelda talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How you guys all doing tonight? Good. Good. Came Pretty good. Pretty I, uh, solid. I actually just beat Zelda now that you brought that oh, up. Oh, so. shit. Only one that's beat it so far is Dan. That is true. Mitch, you didn't beat it, did no you? No life did. I'm the last person that'll beat it out of this group. True. Did you sure. even beat one Divine Beast yet? Nope. Okay, anyway. Mitch is just having fun exploring, which I did for the first, like, three days. I mean, I I can't blame him. That's the best part of the game. I'm an adventure and items guy. And on top of that, there's 120 shrines to explore. I mean, I read that number. My mind instantly melted. I couldn't think. I couldn't do my work. I couldn't drive my car. (laughs) (laughs) All right, before we get into that, besides Zelda, what else have you guys been doing? I've been going back and watching season one of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, uh, that's a good show. I've been playing Destiny still. I'm the only person in our group that plays. Did the new content launch yet? No. Um, Age of Triumph comes out in like two, three weeks. Yeah, wait, Mitch, did you hear? Spoiler, possibly. There was a poster that got leaked. So Destiny 2, possibly September, right? I follow all the guys. My name is Bife, more console, Mylan Games. Shout out to all you guys. They've been talking about that for about two months now. I follow their stuff and I'm looking for updates or uh, lore. But I'm kind of pissed off that Bungie decided to just like cut all the lore and make it into like readable cards on the internet. Dude, come on, guys. I'm a big story guy. You got to keep it in the game, not in online trading cards. <laughs> well, just saying. I guess uh, we'll see for Destiny 2 if they decide to mix it up. It's and a pretty cool poster. Put the lore in the game. Yeah, so the, the poster that was leaked today, it, it says... Destiny 2, September, right? I don't... Oh, yeah, it does in the top right. It says September 8th? It actually is the day? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Wait, is it in Spanish? It could be, but that's not really... No, I think it is. Like, that doesn't spell September. Is it September? Yeah, it looks like September. You don't know if it's photoshopped or not. Without Bungie's employees confirming, because usually they do, they confirm stuff when it's a hoax. This article says it was confirmed that it's being released this year. Really? Or the poster's confirming that? No, 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 no. It says, while we know the Destiny's sequel is coming this year, oh, most yeah. recently confirmed by Activision's quarterly earnings call. It says, like, the fall 2017. Yeah. So Destiny 2 confirmed this year. We'll see if September 8th or September 8th or <laughs> September Ocho is the correct launch date. So, Lowball, what have you been up to? As you know, I got my new uh, racing drone oh, straight from China. The racing drone. Yeah, did you uh, crash it yet? Or? Yeah, I actually did today. How'd that go? You know, I tried out 3D mode for the first time. For anybody out there who knows about quadcopters, I drove it straight into the ground pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to try it. You should have like brought it in. Brought it inside? It's not really an inside drone. Yeah, it is. We can make it, of course, Dude, this, and everything. Th- this thing is a beast. I actually <laughs> like went out with him when it was windy as fuck, and it still was able to fly in the wind, which wow, was impressive that's kind of to me. Like twenty mile an hour or like thirty mile an hour winds. 
probably 20 or 30 with the gusts, but like steady wind, like 10 to 20 miles an hour. Like it was pretty brutal out. And the thing flew very well, considering how many have you crashed because of wind. Oh, like the cheaper yeah, ones. Most of the drones you go into like Brookstone and buy. I'm how sure they've gotten bought? better since I've bought them. I haven't bought in a drone in a long time. You know, long time, got... six months. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I come over, it's like, check out this like copter I got. And you're just like, it's like, zzz, poof. And immediately, <laughs> like two seconds later, you crash. <laughs> you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I've done that a couple times with a couple different people. It's always. <laughs> A great feeling. <laughs> Yo, so did you end up um like recording everything, like like building it and all that stuff or no? Um no, I haven't. Uh just cause really I was super anxious to just get it together and out the door in the air. Yeah, yeah I hear. But uh I also figured, you know, I could always it's a pretty simple build. All I really did was attach the receiver and program the transmitter. Yeah, so you could always take it apart, put it back together for like a yeah, actual video. So Dan, what have you been up to? Mostly work, but um, a lot of Zelda, of course. A little bit of Path. I recently picked up Mass Effect, which... Uh, Mixed reviews. Maybe the, I've experienced some of the things that people were concerned about, but we'll go into that in a different episode. Yeah. Um, I also picked up uh, this new game that came out in the beta. Player Unknown Battleground, I think is what it's called. It's kind of like an H1Z1 ripoff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's actually, like, really good. I'm a person that kind of rages at games pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, you do. And uh, I actually wasn't finding it, like, too rage-inducing. It was, like, pretty fun. I was playing with Loxton, of course, but... Now, you must have been doing really well, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, actually... Well, two times we did do pretty well. Like, we were the number two team. Okay. And then... Out of how many teams? A hundred. What? Wow, that's crazy. And then... Uh, Two-player teams? You can do single, two, and then four, I think. Okay. As a squad and maximum a hundred people in a yeah it's either a hundred people or a hundred teams okay. is it kind of a more refined H one Z one yeah of course with every game yeah. on Steam it's an early access so yeah they're always a little bit buggy and stuff the only thing I've had actually the game is actually too graphic intensive really but uh, other than that I've been rewatching. Uh, fairy tale. I've never watched, but I've always seen it on Netflix and stuff. It's an anime. <laughs> Yo, let's see if any of you guys can tell me what this anime was. So there was an airplane. This is what I remember about it. I was like a child, you know. Is it based solely on the airplanes? No. Okay. No. I'm pretty sure it was a movie, but it may have been some show. I'm not sure. So it, there was an airplane in the episode. Okay. And there was like a glowing green, like either orb or like slime, like ooze thing. Definitely and green. Could it have been a flame? Kind of like that. He's showing him spirited away. No, it was like glowing bright. It's definitely like bright. Well, it's green, he's glowing saying. Glowing green. like Or maybe yellow or something like really bright. But colors. it was, wasn't was a flame? It could have been a flame. It may. Maybe uh, nah, I don't know. not Howl's Moving Castle. Could the plane have been a castle? <laughs> No, definitely not. <laughs> it, was, it was like a military. Do you have any plane. other details besides this, or show him the flame from Howl's Howl's Moving Castle? I think like from, some from what? the main Howl's character Moving may Castle? have been a girl, Howl's a woman. There may have been a woman. That's pretty descriptive. The main character. I okay. Think. And like, what do you think, Mitch? You got any ideas? Any ideas? <laughs> nope. <laughs> By the way, Mitch, I finished Dragon Ball. What do you think? I really liked it. I'm moving on to Dragon Ball Z. I'm very excited. There's a big difference between the two, but I think yeah. they're both great. Did you like Dragon Ball better than Dragon um, Ball Z? I really like both. Yeah. So you've told me to watch Kai, right? You say I should watch Kai? Well, honestly, you should be watching Abridged. 
Shout out to Team Four Star. You guys are hilarious. Yeah, that's the YouTube guys, right? Dude, they take it, cut it up in Adobe Premiere, and like add animation, chop it up differently. Really? Shorten episodes to like 10 minutes, and then basically do improv. and like They do do improv. So Goku is basically a raging idiot. Vegeta is even more arrogant than he was in the show. Oh, really? Like they ham it up? There's there's a Krillin own counter that like shows up every time he gets knocked out. That's like one of my best parts. That's what's funny. And now it's really taken on a life of its own because they've gotten really good at People it. People really like it, it and everything. Five, six years ago. They have a YouTube channel. They're making money. Yeah. They go to Comic-Con. It's impressive. They do playthroughs with like the voice of Vegeta and Krillin. They recently were in one of the games. Really? Yeah, they were They were definitely in one as of the games. As voice actors? or yeah, as voice actors. That's awesome. But yeah, so that's what I've been up to. I've been watching some Dragon Ball Z and playing Zelda. I've skipped over Horizon because Zelda's just amazing and I can't stop playing it. Priorities. Yeah, it t- takes precedence over everything. You yeah, know? one of the team's four-star guys was on Xenoverse. Yeah, that's the new one. Right? Xenoverse. Yeah. Do you have that one? No, I'm not really so enthusiastic about the cheesy-looking Dragon Ball GT graphic-esque game. Yeah, it's like cel-shaded. Don't even get me started about Super. Great fights. The women are submissive. I don't understand what, it. What do you mean they're submissive? Like, Videl used what? to fight. Now she's useless. Uh, A lot of people say that, uh, like, Goku and Gohan's voice actors are very feminine. They are. But, yes. uh... A lot of people prefer sub. I mean, I do for I a lot of anime, but Dragon Ball, I'm just going to listen to um, dubbed. Can't imagine after all the years of like watching it dubbed and hearing like Goku like powering up. Oh, Sean Schemmel? Yeah, like Schemmel. But like after hearing that, I just can't imagine him being so high pitched and talking like that crazy. You know what I mean? You've watched the series for so long in one way. You can't like, like for newer it. animes that I started watching. I can watch them both either way. Like I, right. I, pref- mm-hmm. I pre- like prefer watching them dubbed because like reading. You know, it's just easier. If I want to watch like the new stuff, I'll be like, all right, I'm just gonna watch it like uh, like subbed. I don't care. That's me with Dragon Ball Super because the guys from Toy Animation haven't gotten the deal to do it. They're going to be releasing dubs of it, but it's not them. Are you talking about and Super? It's a different yeah. company. And I'm completely bummed out because Sean Schemmel literally screamed in the vocal booth until he passed out. He literally passed out. They had to call an ambulance. Oh my god! He talked about amazing. it in the podcast. Adult Swim has been releasing dubbed versions of it. Are yeah, but sh- it's not Sean Schemmel. It's not Chris Sabat. It's not Chris Ayers. Very knowledgeable, Mitch. <laughs> now, I want to give a shout-out to fanfiction.net. I know this is probably the nerdiest sounding <laughs> thing ever. But Mitch, I'm going to say one thing. You've gotten anyone, the mic, the but way. how many shout-outs are you going to give this episode? <laughs> shout-out to these guys. Shout-out to those guys. Yeah, Let's Mitch, just shout-out only... the whole world. Shout-out to the whole world. Shout-out to everyone. It's called plugging, but... Yeah, Mitch, but... you only get Who are we plugging to? episode for now on. Who's the producer here? <laughs> you, yeah, we could do a whole episode on Dragon Ball. You critique Z. us. We, we, we totally could. We're, we're getting very off topic, and yeah. we're, I'm so gonna have we'll to edit some of this stuff. We'll rain it back anyway. So. Back to the Nintendo talk. We might have to take the microphone away. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Obviously, this this being what did the Switch launch uh, two weeks ago? Has it been two weeks almost? Yeah, yeah, about two. Yeah, Friday will be two weeks. Tomorrow, tomorrow will be two weeks. Wow, and I beat Zelda already. That's like. What a loser. Yeah, dude, you really got a lot of free time you in your hands. You guys each have like over 100 hours logged. So, Dan, you beat Zelda. So you have the full consensus of how good of a game it was. It was or probably, as as I'd say, one of the best, if not the best. 
you know what it is? It's like this great adventure game. But like this one, when they first announced it, they were like, oh, okay. We're breaking so many boundaries. Like at first people and myself included, I was like, I don't get the Master Sword. Like, what is this? And you're like, this is not the traditional Zelda. But like as soon as you start playing it, I immediately was like, all right, I have my own like set of like weapons and stuff like that. And you just like collect and gather, which gaming nowadays has like kind of geared me towards. So now like playing a game... I've loved, you know, I've played since NES version. I never really beat the NES version when I f- first came out. A but Link to the Past? No, the original. No, the original NES. Legend like, of Zelda. Oh, Legend, of, Legend Zelda. of Zelda, Zelda 1. Link to yeah, the Past yeah. was the first one I actually beat. but That's, that's the only one I played, I think. What, Link the original? The first one on Game Boy. That's a great oh, that's game. On Game Boy. Probably a Link to the Past. No, or a what, Link's Awakening. What's the one? Yeah, Link's Awakening. Two and on NES. It was, oh, no. It was on... Super Nintendo, originally. It was on the DS. Did you play the... I think it was on DS. The Game Boy Advance is when they re-released it. It came with four swords. It did. Link's Uh. Awakening. And that bonus 10th dungeon you get when you beat four swords, which I never beat, so I never got to do it. It's so funny because Mitch doesn't play play video games, but Zelda's his jam. I grew up playing Nintendo consoles, as you guys have probably known in our previous podcasts, so... This is where my background actually comes in. Shout out to our old podcast. <laughs> yeah, season one, guys. Yeah. Check it out. It's on iTunes. <laughs> so anyway, you've been playing too, right? Yes, I have. It's a very different game. It's really an open world RPG. I'm not used to breaking weapons and having to pick ones up. I know. I'm literally using the Stalfos arms. I'm using those because all my swords broke. <laughs> those things are yeah, amazing. This, yeah. <laughs> Don't underestimate those. You guys should see me going to a camp of moblins. I get my ass kicked every single time. How many hours you put into it? Like, like two or three? Um, like five, maybe six. Yeah. So you're off the plateau? <laughs> yes, I am off the plateau. Okay. I am at Hasido Village, and I just finished doing the uh, ancient technology lab. Spoilers, by the way. Now I'm going on to some of the side quests. I just literally haven't had time. It's it's fun. I mean, you just get lost in that world. Did you get your horse yet? Yes, I got one of the spotted ones, not the plain color ones, because <laughs> those things are pretty difficult to get. Yeah. Not going to lie. I mean, I'm also a noob, so that doesn't help. But I didn't get a horse until like 40 hours into the game. So <laughs> I got the Amiibos, like I was telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, And I got the one for Epona. Uh-huh. Epona is the best thing in the game. Yeah, the best horse in the game, yeah. I thought it was the I thought it was the white horse. But how do you get it? You like use these Amiibos, and you just like put it on your console, and it's like, it just gives you stuff. Mitch, you're playing on Wii U, right? You buy them, but I found out after I bought them that people are using, like, an NFC thing. I hear you. Did you play Majora's Mask? I did, but I never beat it. Did you know that people are using, like, NFC blasters and getting, like, the fierce deity suit? Okay. And uh, there's a way to get the Dark Link outfit in the game. Oh, really? Which, like, I might go back and do. That's pretty cool. How do you do that? No, no, no. Dark Link's in the game you unlock. Oh, really? Yeah. It's kind of a pain. You got to do every shrine, and then you get to <laughs> what? every single shrine in the so game. 120 of them. When you beat the game, how many shrines did you beat? Do you remember? I had like half. Half? What kind of gamer are you? Dude. I have like 10 games on my freaking palette right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't. It's a problem because like I want to like go through and clear the game, but there's also other games I want to experience. That's why I haven't beat Zelda yet, because there's a lot I want to do in it, and I know if I just beat the main story, it's hard for me to go back to a game after I beat the main story. So I'm going to try and do what I can before I beat it. 
We were discussing this at lunch today. I want to go back and beat Ganon without the Divine Beast's help. You're crazy. I want to do it. How much harder do you think it will be? It'll take double the length. They finally figured out what technology is in the land of Hyrule. Thank God. Yeah, right? I think people were worried about that aspect of the game. Well, Skyward Sword and uh, Twilight Princess both had very cool-looking technology. Yeah. I thought Twilight Princess was especially cool because mm -hmm. it's sort of outside of the four timelines that they have. Because I've read about the four timelines. <laughs> yeah, you know, the different The lore branching. of Hero, so uh -huh. to speak. Because I'm interested in trying to figure out why none of the games make sense and why Link hasn't figured out for 10,000 years how to kill Ganon permanently. <laughs> it's like Batman and Joker. Like, they can't, like, live without each other. How many hours have you put into the game? And how many more hours do you think there is? I've probably put in close to somewhere between 40 and 60. And I would say there's easily 100 hours. That's why I was talking to him and I was like, there's easily... Probably more than 100, I'd say. I beat the game, and there's still half the shrines. How many Kuroko seeds did you find? Like Not even? You have 100 Kuroko seeds? I love the maracas. My brother, like, skips it. I'm like, dude, it's the best part of the game! I'm like, yeah! Give me more stuff! You found 100 of those motherfuckers? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I only found, like, like 60. There's like 600 of those. Really? Yeah, I think so. No way. Look it up. You guys read the initial article that Nintendo released. It was going to be open world to the point where the system can support it. Dude, I mean, I think it's one of the best open world games there's ever been. Listen, it's massive and so filled. I mean, you haven't played it that long, but like I get distracted every time I look in a different direction. I'm like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? All right. I found how many there are. 900. There's 900? The first article is like, your reward for collecting all the Kuroko seeds. I'm like, all right, that's... Oh, yes. yeah, we and know what like, that is. <laughs> Here's what you get for collecting all 900 seeds. You know what you get, right? <laughs> I know. A golden turd. As far as the timelines of Zelda go, where does this one fit in? That's my question. I don't think they've said where Breath of the Wild fits, but they released the official timeline. I knew there was a timeline. Actually, guys, I'm going to stop you right there. There's four. Well, Skyward Sword starts the beginning of them. In Ocarina of Time, when you go back as a kid at the end, that world that you leave behind goes on, and that creates another timeline. Yeah. That's why there's another separate branch of a timeline. Then there's another timeline where Link fails. And yeah, but that's not in a game, though. I have the timeline. So Skyward Sword, like I said, starts them all. And then Minish Cap, then Four Swords. Then Ocarina of Time splits it off into three. One where the hero is defeated. One where the hero is successful. And then it breaks off again from there where it's a child. And then from there, they haven't released anything about... Breath of the Wild. Yeah. What about Twilight Princess? Twilight Princess is very late. It's like the second to last in the current timeline under the child era. I actually didn't beat Twilight Princess, but my brother just bought it for HD. It's a great game, Dan. Dual claw shots. I know, I've heard of that. Yeah. So. All right, so what are your favorite Zeldas? Breath of the Wild, Ocarina. Then it kind of gets like hazy, but I got to give a shout out to Majora's Mask. Are we going in order? Yeah, go ahead, Mitch. First, I'm going to have to say Link to the Past, one of my favorite games. Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, Ocarina of Time, of course. Okay. And I think my most favorite is probably Twilight Princess. And where do you think Breath of the Wild will end up? On well, I haven't beaten it yet, but I'm very enamored by its graphics, mm -hmm. the story, the uh, whole different vibe about it. And I got to say, it's 
Oh, this shaping up to be a great game. So, what about you, Dan? This is pretty tough. <sighs> Top three. I really liked Wind Waker. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Actually. Wind Waker was like one of them. I think Wind Waker's in my top five for sure. I'm going to have to give Breath of the Wild probably the number one. And then I'm going to have to go with Ocarina of Time as a close second. And then A Link to the Past, third. Please. Link to the Past was the first one I beat. Hold that place in your heart. If top five, it would be Wind Waker, then Skyward Sword. Now, the Switch just launched. Me and Dan are the only ones that purchased it. Hell yeah. Uh, Mitch is playing the new Zelda on the Wii U. I think Zelda is obviously linked to the Switch and has propelled it to, I think, being a successful launch because that game's so good. How do you feel about where Nintendo is right now? Nintendo's in a pretty good spot for now. I'm going to preface for now because they need to keep the ball rolling. For people like me, I kind of beat Zelda. Now what? One thing I will interject about is the Switch might be great, but it just levels the playing field. What happens when Microsoft and Sony want to launch the next generation of consoles? Where is Nintendo going to be at that point? What they're going to have to do is exponentially increase the amount of content that they have. And number two, they need to start developing the new console when Sony and Microsoft do it so they can keep up. Because otherwise, they're going to get bulldozed and someone's going to have to buy them out like Nintendo did with Sega. I disagree because I think Nintendo needs to do something different. I think this is a good step in the right direction, and I like how cheap the console is. I think they need a pro dock. I don't know how easy that will be to do, though. I mean, have you seen, like, a take-apart video of the actual dock? Yeah. It's a piece of plastic and a chip. Yeah. Like, it's, like, Tiny. smaller than a Raspberry Pi. I don't know if it's as easy as just being, like, make a dock that makes the system more powerful. I don't know if they're capable of that. They would have to upgrade the RAM, the processor, and that's all inside of, like, the actual screen. That's internal. So it's like, I don't know. That's a problem. In my opinion, don't try and battle the big two in Sony and Microsoft. Branch off, do your own thing. Everybody loves Nintendo's first-party games. And going back to what Mitch said, they can't just rest on those laurels. Like, they can't just make a Zelda and and a Mario every two years and call it at that. Like, they need to either make more first-party games that appeal to a broader audience... Or if the system sells well enough, the third parties will come back to Nintendo. I think this is a really good opportunity for them to start kind of experimenting with indie game companies. And they did. Did you see the Nindy video? No, I actually did not. Oh my god, it's amazing. That's what they called it since it's Nintendo. They had a trailer of 60 indie titles that are coming to the Switch by the end of the year. 60? Hell yeah. Yeah. And, like, they're all, like, these awesome little indie games. I don't know what portion of the games are just re-releases. I think a decent amount of them are. Um, But they got quite a few games coming out exclusively for the Switch. And some of them look really good. They have this one game. It's basically Advance Wars, but not made by Nintendo. And it's, like, really good looking and, like... I didn't play, but I heard it's a lot like Fire Emblem, which I'm very interested in. Oh, Advance Wars, yeah. Advance Wars, I bought it when it first came out for Game Boy Advance. Uh-huh. Dude, me too. I never got involved with it because... You never got involved with it? Like, I, I played, like, the first, like, amazing, mission of it, man. and then, like, I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't really understand it. But that's because, like, I was, like, 11 or 12 at the time, and, like, I didn't get that concept. When I got to about 16, I found Fire Emblem, and I immediately fell in love because it was, like, 
just knights and like fantasy. magic and I'm more inclined about fantasy mm-hmm. games. I like space travel and like stuff like that also, but I don't like present day sort of stuff. Yeah, like, you know uh, what I mean? Like I don't like seeing like regular old tanks and you know like <laughs> military people. Like that's why Call of Duty games don't really do it for me. Okay, like, what am I really getting out of this? I could just join the military if I really really wanted this experience. There's a big difference between being number 412 in the country and joining the military. I'm kidding, but, like, like if I'm going to play a game, I'm going to do it for, like, the story, the experience, and my overall enjoyment. If I'm doing, like, a shooter set in, like, today's day and time, like, I'm not going to enjoy myself. And that's just my personal opinion. Some people like that. So you didn't like Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare when it came out. The original one was fun. But I want to bring us back a little bit on Nintendo. Yeah, but let's go back to Nintendo. What's your favorite franchise? I might have to go back to Mario. The Galaxy games specifically are amazing. Hopefully Odyssey is kind of in that vein. They've been doing a lot of stuff already out of the box with the Switch. Odyssey might be one of those things that we're like, oh, we want Galaxy 3, but like it could blow people's minds. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. What about you, Lorenz? I was a pretty big Nintendo Game Boy player when yeah. I was a kid. That's probably my biggest uh, connect relationship with Nintendo. Where would we be without Game Boys in our lives? I still have distinct memories of us back in elementary school trading Pokemon. I don't remember where that was. I can't remember exactly, but I remember a big white house, us linking. I think you had red and I had blue. It's possible. We would trade like the Pokemon we couldn't get. I was so sad when I had all 150. Don't tell me it's the same story. The battery in the game. Oh, ride. the battery. Mine's similar. I had 151 because I did get Mew. Oh, I did get Mew. And uh, some one of my friends at Game Shark, I was messing around with it, corrupted my data. Oh um, no! So, shout out to Pokemon though. But yeah, Dan, what would you say is your favorite franchise? I think I was like about to give it to Pokemon, but my opinions changed. I've always loved Pokemon, but I haven't been able to get into it since, honestly, Ruby and Sapphire. Big I game. have Sun right now, and I've gotten decently far in it. For the past three games, I've bought them, and then I just, like, sit on them. Struggle to beat them. I, I ride the struggle bus trying to get through these games. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, cool. And then I'm like, alright, I'm gonna play this in my off time. And then I, like, sit on my computer, and I'm like, well, just put that there, and it just collects dust. Uh, so my favorite franchise, probably still going to have to give it to Zelda. And then Pokemon a really close second. Oh, and then Metroid. And then Mitch, what did you say? It's a tie between Zelda, Mario, and Wario. I was a big <laughs> fan. Big Wario fan. Party environment? I love the WarioWare games. The WarioWare is like Adult Swim got a hold of Mario Party and like warped it. 100%. And like... It, it melts your brain every time you play it. I swear, you lose like 100 brain cells every time you like twirl the pizza or shave the mustache. I mean, come so on. Amazing. I love that game. It's hilarious. I was I was dying of laughter the first time I played it. First Throw of all, pizza, one two switch should have been WarioWare. And yes. people would have been interested. Yeah, I don't know why they went with the one two switch. I think they're planning like an actual WarioWare game. I hope because I feel like those games do really well. I think so too. So it would be in their best interest to make one of those games. So where does Nintendo go from here? Nintendo needs to release Mario and get their online stable. 
as much as like, hey, we have a portable console. That's how I think they're advertising. Your console is portable. Doesn't need to be as online oriented because yes. it's like, okay, I could just bring it somewhere and then that's that. For people like us, we're like, we'll play it somewhere, then we'll bring it back to our house. Mm-hmm. For me, they need a Pro Doc where they need Ethernet plugged in and maybe some more stability for the graphics. Because, like, there are a few times in Breath of the Wild where my screen just locked up. Really? Yeah, like, total freeze. I did have some pop in, but I never had a freeze. Like, literally, I'm mid-swing with a Moblin. (laughs) His body starts to fly, and all of a sudden it just freezes. And I saw a lot of videos online where, like, after stuff like that happens, their console explodes. What? So, not literally explodes. Overheats? Like, you saw the videos where, like... Oh, the weird, annoying sound. Well, I'm playing on the Wii U, so picture that. Things lag a little bit. There's some frame rate issues. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. Wii was at, like, 480p, and people were still playing Twilight Princess on it. So, I mean, who's going to complain about that game? See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, Nintendo does not have to compete with the HD giants. Like... Sony and Microsoft can go and make their PS4 Pros and their Xbox S's and then eventually the Scorpio comes out. Listen, I understand that people want to be on the cutting edge, but Nintendo does not need to be that company. I also kind of agree that they don't need to be competing with them, but they do need to make certain improvements, maybe not to compete with them. I like your idea of the Pro Dock. Because they need something it's not like, that. like a required thing. Yes. But for people like you or even me or whatever, people that want to get into a little bit better graphics, Nintendo does a good job with making their games look beautiful. Exactly. They're very well optimized for the most part. But me personally, I wish it was $100 more and a lot of these performance issues that I'm seeing were put to rest. Because like I see now why they were like, okay, we're trying to make a really cheap console. And... It pains me to say, but I don't know how graphic-intensive, comparatively, their games can go from here. You're not going to be able to port PS4 and Xbox One games to this console. No. That's the main problem. AAA titles aren't going to be ported to the Switch. If they do, they're going to be downgraded or poorly optimized to the point where like, you're going to get frame rate issues or like lag, even. I agree. To be honest, I do look at this system as a portable system. And I like that idea, and I also believe that they should push this as a portable system because that's what differentiates them from the other two console manufacturers. They have a portable system that's always been their space ever since the Game Boy. Nobody competes with Nintendo when it comes to portable consoles. Now, this one also plugs into the port and displays on your TV. But I look at it as a portable that you can play on your TV. And I think that's a good space for them to be in. Is it the same uh, resolution on the TV? No, actually, it is upgraded. So they do 1080p on the TV and they do 720p on portable. Can you tell the difference easily? It's hard to tell because when the screen's so small in portable mode, it looks beautiful. Like the pixels are so condensed that you can't really like tell the difference, you know? I mean, I think it looks good both ways. I just got my new projector and I was playing Zelda and it looks beautiful on the projector, but it also looks good in my hand. Do you want to share the story of you hanging your projector? No, nah, I don't really want to. I think you should. <laughs> so I got the new projector. I set it up in the old mount and uh, turned it on and the projection was too big. So like using the zoom, I zoomed all the way out and it was still a little bit too big. Without thinking, I was like, all right, I guess I got to move it back further. 
What do you think that oh, did, Lobo? Wow. Yeah. Well, At I first, I thought the same it. thing. I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then I was like, wait a second. That actually doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm an idiot. So I moved it back and I turned it on. The screen's even bigger. I'm like, oh my God, what was I thinking? <laughs> like, Never used a flashlight before. Yeah. Like, like, I know how projections work. Like, why did I think I had to move it back further? And you call yourself a nerd. I know. It's a Fucking little counterintuitive. Idiot. We're going to wrap the podcast up for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, our one or two listeners that actually uh, are interested. Yeah.